traveled the world doing the research that would eventually lead to his theory of natural selection, he wrote letters home to his sisters. Interspersed with his cheerful narratives were requests for money from his father, Dr. Darwin. Because Darwin's participation in the voyage was an independently funded enterprise, Dr. Darwin arranged for cash to be made available for his son at a succession of out-of-the-way places around the globe. Darwin had said before the voyage that he couldn't see why this was needed because he would have to be clever to spend money while at sea. Amused, Dr. Darwin replied to him, but they tell me that you're very clever. Setting sail for Tahiti from the coast of South America, Darwin wrote home to one of his sisters, I verily believe I could spend money in the moon. My father's patience must be exhausted. Now, Charles Darwin would go from being this young spendthrift to recording every single penny that went through his hands and saving half of his annual income. He was a fire, right? He was into financial independence way back in the 1800s. But the 20, but is 2020 still the time of survival of the fittest or might his own theories be evolving? And what does this have to do with money? <laughs> Welcome to the Fife Movement. I'm your host, Amanda Neely. This is the only movement that helps our generation create our unique feminine and entrepreneurial approach to financial independence. You'll no doubt learn soon enough that I was raised in a Christian house uh, and I was taught the story over and over again of creation as literal fact. God created the world in six days and on the seventh day he rested. But I'll never forget my high school AP biology teacher, Mr. Potts. He was one of the oddballs in our community, and um, our pretty homogenous community. There were rumors that he actually had malaria from his time studying plants in South America. Um, and even worse, from my community's perspective, he believed and taught evolution. Oh, the scandal. When I got into his class though, I loved his teaching style. There are things that I learned from him that I still use every day. I mean, a lot of science has to do with math and a lot of what I do with a financial professional type work involves math, so there's a lot of crossover. But back to evolution, it's a pretty controversial topic. But the way he taught it was on this micro level, you know, how over decades you could follow one species and see it change um, due to changes in their environment. And he proved to us that evolution exists because we see it happening on that micro level, maybe not day to day, but certainly over decades. Whether or not evolution is the reason for our existence is actually an entirely different question. Now, since that class, I've learned a lot about evolution and probably the most fascinating thing I've learned recently is that since I finished high school almost 20 years ago, wow, does that feel weird and I feel old, but there's been this shift in the field of biology from thinking more about competition to exploring the cooperation of organisms. Instead of survival of the fittest, biologists today are exploring how is it the survival of the most connected, the most cooperative. 
Now, don't get me wrong, comp competition still happens in nature, but the idea is that it serves a purpose. It um, maybe fosters checks and balances to the system so that one species can't dominate all the other species, right? But the norm in nature is connection and cooperation. I mean, think about the most basic of processes that we rely on. We learn this in, you know, very elementary science class. Plants make carbon dioxide or take carbon dioxide and make oxygen. And humans, mammals, we take oxygen and we make carbon dioxide. If, and, but if we were doing both, we'd both be competing for oxygen and neither of us, plants nor mammals, humans, would have probably survived, right? We needed this cooperation. What does this have to do with money? <laughs> Let me get to that. So much of economic theory relates to the sciences. I mean, economics puts itself out as a social science. And if humans, biologically speaking, are seen to be existing in a perpetual state of survival of the fittest, we then tend to see the economy the same way. I mean, capitalism itself, when it's working, is built on the idea of competition, and not collaboration, right? Um, and anyone that encourages cooperation is said to be a socialist or maybe even a communist. And yet, I don't know a single capitalist or a single business that can exist entirely without cooperation. At a minimum, I mean, they need customers to buy their products or services, right? If you don't have customers, you don't have a business. So let's bring this to us. How are you approaching your money? In a competitive way or in a cooperative way? And on the competitive side, are you depending on building, picking the best stocks for the best companies that are the fittest to survive the ups and downs of the business and the economy? Do you view every interaction as the one in which the other person is only seeking their own gain? In, is that what you bring into every interac interaction? Do you use camouflage to guard yourself and your true intentions so that you can survive? Is trusting another person a vulnerability to only be used selectively? Or on the other hand, are you operating in a more co cooperative way? Are you building a cooperative community that will survive and thrive together? In each interaction, are you seeking wins not only for yourself, but also for the other person, the greater good and the planet? Are you encouraging others to do the same? Are you using vulnerability as your badge of courage to build trust with others and a trust that runs deep? Now, in some ways, we both need, we need both cooperation and competition. You know, and each of us has our unique blend of competition and cooperation. And there are times when too much cooperation can hurt us more than it needs, particularly if the other person is in competition mode. But today, I want to encourage you to look for an opportunity to act in a more cooperative way than in a competitive way. What beautiful symbiosis, to use a fancy science term, will you create that brings something bigger than just one plus one equals two? And as you're looking for that way, be thinking of this question, might cooperation actually be in our best self-interest? And might economic cooperation be the key to financial independence? 
Thanks for joining me and connecting with the Fife Movement. As you go about your day, remember wealth is coming your way. Your quest is to prepare to use it well. For more tips on how to prepare, be sure to subscribe. And to connect with the community, visit fifemovement.com. If my gift today has helped you, please pay the gift forward by sharing this content with a friend. My gratitude in advance.